Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Five Star Knockout Podcast with myself, Sean Rashid, and we have another wonderful episode for you today. Great boxing, great talking points. I cannot wait to get into the show. I really, really appreciate all the support you guys have been showing us for the past few months since we started this podcast in January. I'm overwhelmed with the love, overwhelmed with the support. Please continue to share, like, and subscribe with all your friends. Please also follow us on social media. That's five underscore star underscore knockout on Instagram, on Twitter. Keep We're also on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, all other streaming platforms. Please continue to share. I really, really appreciate it. We're going to go straight in today. We've got another amazing guest. I'm so, so honoured that this gentleman has come to join us for this show. This guest, he's a um, former boxer. He's trained with many world champions over the years, well known for his speed, his power, came second in the 1993 Golden Gloves. He's also a key member of the University of Arizona boxing team, the Aslan Boxing Club, the Boxing Club, sorry, a native from New York City, and began boxing at the legendary Kingsway Boxing Club in Times Square at the tender age of 13. You know, he's had many um, USA boxing sanctioned amateur bouts, and he, you know, he had a short professional career, but we'll get into that. Please, wherever you are, welcome my guest from America, Mr. Marco Eglat. Oh, that's, that's very nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. I really appreciate that you started not with Michael Buffer, but with Jimmy Lennon Jr. Because I personally don't like Michael. I actually met him personally, and he was not very nice. So I don't like him. Oh wow! Um, How come you don't like him? He wasn't. I met him once, and he was just very arrogant and okay. just kind of didn't want to be bothered. And and I met him through a friend of a friend. So it's not like I just walked up to him. Somebody I was with knew him personally, and he was like, "Oh, this me and me and Michael Buffer actually have the same birthday." funny me and my other friend had we all three of us november 2nd was our birthdays and we were kind of like you know that's what came up and michael buffer just didn't want to be bothered and just seemed like a douche so <laughs> but anyway i mean the thing about it, michael buffer I, do, I, I just like his suits to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean when you're making as much as he's making just to say let's get ready to rumble i don't blame him for having such nice suits that's true <laughs> That's true. thank you so much for join for joining us you know pleasure, one, one half of the chump and the champ the champ and the chump podcast yes you know, how's I'm everything the, on your side i'm the champ i'm the champ side of that half where i'm good i'm good i'm just uh i'm here in brooklyn um you know li living life kids all that stuff you know you know what it's like yeah no definitely 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 Awesome. So um, we've, over the past two weeks, since our last episode of the podcast, there has been, you know, a lot of boxing that's going on. 
you know, some great fights. We're going to go all the way back to the Billy Joe Saunders and the Canelo fight, you know, on the Sanco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. You know, the dust has settled down a little bit more. You know, I know emotions were riding high during that fight, before and after, especially in the aftermath of how, you know, how it ended. How did you see that fight going? Before it happened, you mean? Uh, well, how did you see it going before? And then during all, you know, during the actual fight itself, how do you think Billy Joe compared to um, Canelo? Um, it was actually kind of going how I thought it would go. Uh, I was actually, you know, if I would have had to bet, I'd have to bet for Canelo. But um, I gave Billy Joe a good shot, you know, really good shot. And he was mm-hmm. kind of doing what I thought he would be doing. It was looking pretty good, actually, until he got hit with that that one shot. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and and funny, I uh, I actually spoke randomly when I was at a birthday party with my son, and one of the birthday boy's father happens to be a, an optometrist surgeon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Hey, a question. You know, I don't know if you follow boxing, but either way, when you get a broken broken orbital orbital bone, yeah, well, that puts you out for good. We never. He goes, "No, he goes. Those actually heal pretty easily, and as long as the retina wasn't torn, he said that that will not be a career-ending injury at all. Now, granted, he didn't look at the actual um, X-rays, but." Yeah. He made it seem like that's the, you know, because there's word coming out that he may never fight again. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he does make a return and he does come back pretty much the same as how he left rather than, you know, we've seen it with um, Kel Brook when he had his fight with Triple G and then with Errol Spence Jr., where he broke both of them and he just hasn't looked the same since those fights. Mm. So, hopefully, you know, um, Billy Joe does come back just as he left you know he's he's for me he's a great talented fighter i didn't really give him much hope of winning the fight mainly oh. because he's not because he doesn't have the ability to win i think he definitely has the ability but i don't think he has the power to knock out nello and i just couldn't see him getting a points decision no right especially in america he doesn't have the power to knock out canelo but he could have outboxed canelo i mean the problem is canelo's power and then you know yeah. i'm not big with conspiracy theories but you know, Canelo was caught taking steroids once. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm in I'm around a lot of, I've around and speak with a lot of top level you know world champion fighters and any fighter I've asked, you know, can you do you take steroids by mistake? Does a doctor prescribe? You know, the, all the all the excuses you hear when, when a fighter's caught, and yeah. most fighters have told me no. They you know it, it's known like a lot of fighters do it and they know what they're doing. So. Yeah. If Canelo's taking steroids, and you know, I'm only saying this because he does have kind of freakish, beastly power, and his, mm-hmm. his his frame is, you know, it should be something to be looked at, and maybe he shouldn't be considered. You know, I was speaking with Hassem Rahman on on on, on our podcast, who was yep. our headweight, former unified. He upset he upset your your hometown hero there briefly. He, he upset boxing's hero. Yeah. One of boxing's heroes, the, one well, of the, the top time, three heavyweights of all time. <laughs> You're going time, I agree with you, but at the time, Lennox wasn't really accepted. He still never has been. I, I think Americans were kind of weirdly like, like British racist, like against Brits. Yeah. Like he said it too in this documentary. Like you know, we did, we do kind of, we did kind of look at Brits as like soft and it, it's stupid. But mm-hmm. um, anyway. Hassim, I was speaking with, and he said, you know, you you can't put somebody who's using steroids in the number one power for pound list. It just it just kind of negates it. So yeah, and people don't really talk about that much because the power, right? Wouldn't you agree? Canelo's power is just freakish. 
Mm-hmm. So, I Especially considering he started as a welterweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, to his defense, when he started fighting, he was 15. So, I mean, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. But even at, um, when he was fighting Kine- um, Floyd, I think he was about 21, 22. 20. Was, uh, 20. Say it again? I think he was 20 years old. Okay, okay, fair. Close enough. Fair, fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, no, because I definitely, because back to the um, points part, I like. Had Canelo up by no, I had Billy Joe Saunders up by two rounds, that's, and that's probably fair, yeah. You know, and and then obviously the stoppage came, but what really shocked me, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had Canelo up by one round, but when I was seeing that he was winning like six two on two of the the scorecards, I was like, no way, no way. In fact, I was actually happy the knockout happened because if it went to points and those were the sort of scorecards we were reading. Oh man, I would have caused a riot in my own house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the the scorecard, the judges' scorecards was to me a complete joke. I can have you, you know, if you, if you said you saw Canelo winning by two rounds, I could accept it. I wouldn't be happy, but I could accept it. But to have him up by four, no way. Is that what the no. judges had? Yeah, I think one of them had it. Oh, I can't remember something I had. I was about to say seven. I was going to say a number, but it didn't. It wasn't. I think it was seventy-seven. 73 on two of them, if I'm correct. Yeah, that's not right. And it's like, no way, come on. No, yeah. no. Like, it was, a, it, was, it was a lot closer, if anything, Billy Joe was winning. Canelo wasn't dominating that fight. Yeah, like, that's true. You, you know, you could argue he made more meaningful shots, but the amount of time that Billy Joe was making him miss and tagging him, you know, like, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. So obviously, at the end of the night, um, Canelo had his um, press conference, and a guest turned up in, you know, Demetrius Andrade. And, right. You know, I at least me, I found out that Canelo actually speaks good English. <laughs> in the way he, yeah, he's getting there. Yeah, in the way he dismissed um, Buba Andrade, he wants to have a fight with him. You know, what did you think of that of that um, press conference? I think it's it was a good move for Andrade. I mean, you know, if you you got people snatching hats off people and doing all this other bullshit, having a real fighter who's established, who's a champion, come and call out the fighter, the number one fighter in the world, who would probably the biggest payday you could possibly get. What's wrong yeah. with that? And I don't think he was even that bad. You know, you have other. He wasn't even that bad. He's just like, hey, when can we fight? You know, mm-hmm. I know at the end they cursed each other a little bit, but really, he didn't come in. He didn't come in disrespectfully. He came in like, yeah. hey, good job. When can we fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canelo started that. being like, get the fuck out of here. You're, you're nobody. You know, Canelo was being disrespectful of anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, my only issue, and it's too fair, this is my issue with all the middleweights, not necessarily um, Andrade. Yes, I understand why everybody wants to go to the payday at the top. I'm not stupid. But I do think... None of the middleweights, with all due respect to all of them, because I do respect all the middleweights. I like actually like them all, but I look at their records, and other than Triple G, I don't think any of them has a record that says I deserve to be fighting Canelo Alvarez. A middleweight, yeah, middleweights. I mean, he's super middle now, isn't he? Yeah, but they're all willing to jump up to go fight him. You know, Triple yeah, G's been point. chasing that fight since yeah. the second one. Um, Charlo said he's willing to give up his belt to go up to mid, um, super middleweight. And obviously, we have Andrade, you know, chasing him to fight him. So they're all natural middleweights, but they all said they're willing to go up to go fight Canelo. 
Yeah, I mean, that would that would be a big mistake because, first of all, he's probably on steroids, but even if he's not, he's just naturally bigger. Yeah. You know I mean? So he should be fighting, I guess, better better Biev, I guess, would be the only real, you know, somebody as big as him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And somebody, the person who's going to beat Canelo is going to be, he was going to have tremendous power, but it's going to have to be tall. Yeah. Because Canelo is too fast and too good of a counter puncher. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can't reach him, you know, kind of like a how Chad, like a Chad Dawson probably would yeah. beat Canelo. And I don't think Chad Dawson was great, but that kind of a tall, powerful yeah. fighter. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can definitely see the argument. I do think if he fights Berturbiev, Berturbiev will, you know, he's just a monster. I don't think, I don't see, I don't see anybody fighting him. And I'll get onto him later on, you know, when we do talk about the light heavyweights, because we had uh, my boy Joshua Bratzi win over the weekend. But, um, with the current middleweights, I mean, the whole the current division, I'm looking at it as they need to fight each other and come out and let there be a clear because there's no clear number one in the middleweights. And you know, Canelo's not even, not even a current middleweight, he's you know, he's no. saying he's staying at super middleweights. But if you look at the current middleweights, you know, there isn't a clear number one. Would you agree with that? Um, are the Charlo guys middleweights? They are, right? Your yeah, one is, and one's a junior middleweight. Um, who else do we got there? We've got Triple yeah. G, Andrade, and then um, Murata, um, Chris Eubank, Benavides. Benavides, I mean, he's floating in between the super middle. I think because I thought he moved up to super middleweight. Is he, isn't he like 17 and 0 with all knockouts? Yeah, but he's... is he still an active middleweight or has he gone up to super middle? I don't know, but I think for Canelo, it's going to be Benavides or if if, if Edgar Berlanga continues. Doing what he does, he's gonna be he, that. There's a guy who's big. Yeah. We'll get, the problem is Berlanga doesn't. At least we haven't seen yet. He's not much of a boxer. Yeah. Just and that might be a problem coming and swinging at Canelo like that. But of course, <laughs> of course, definitely. But and, you know, in my opinion, he's still very fresh. Like you know, he hasn't really had any um, challenging fights. As it go. I mean, his last fight was the first time he went past round one, and he's had sixteen fights. And then he went the whole eight, which was funny. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think before he does challenge Canelo, I think he he will do himself a favor by fighting a few, you know, elite. No, I, mean, I wouldn't say elite, at least real challenging competitive fights before getting to that. Because I, I definitely would, as much as yes, I would like I like what he's doing at the moment. You know, in the start of the year, I put him as one of my, my ones to watch for this year. But he needs to, you know. Fight other meaningful fights before fighting Canelo, in my opinion. He could definitely about? give him problems. Who are you talking about? Say again? Wh- which fight are you talking about? Um, Belanga. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still green. He hasn't fought anybody yet, but you know, he'll get there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Someone that fought to definitely fight him in the future if he keeps doing what he's currently doing. Right. Against elite competition. Mm-hmm. But also Canelo's, you know, he's looking to navigate himself against Caleb Plant. Um, do you see that fight happening? Yeah, because he wants the title, but Caleb Plant doesn't, I don't think he has much of a chance. He's fast, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't have much power, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, is he a southpaw? I think he is, right? Um, or no? I, Maybe not. I but he's, he, he's slick. He's yeah, fat. but now you to beat Canelo, you need to be extraordinary. I think 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's yeah. also so mentally tough. I don't even think you're going to catch him on a slipping mentally on an off night. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that I find with um, Caleb Plant and some of the thick noise that they're making, I mean, it could just be a negotiation tool, but he's definitely making it very difficult for that fight to happen. Who is? Caleb? Caleb, Caleb Plant. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't want to fight that monster. <laughs> like, he doesn't look, look like he's in a rush to fight um, Canelo. It's, I mean, I think it might... I, I mean, I'm hoping... It's, it is a negotiation tool. I mean, my personal wish would have been that Caleb Plant fought Billy Joe first and then the winner fights um, the winner yeah. fights Canelo. Um, Canelo. But obviously that didn't happen. But, yeah. you know, I think Caleb Plant's a very, very good fighter. I don't, it's definitely not, you know, elite levels as as him, but in, as Canelo. But they're very making it difficult. You know, you know what PBC fighters are like anyway. They, usually, they, don't re- they rarely fight outside of their um, promotion. Right. So if yeah. they are going to fight, it's going to, you know, he's talking about, he said that um, Eddie Hearn sold Billy Joe short in in the amount of money that he got him. And I think he's looking for, you know, seven figures. Do do people in England not like Eddie Hearn? I mean, he's definitely a, what's the word? Marmite. You either love him or hate him. What do you, but what, what, what do people, because what I've seen, he seems okay. Like, what do you, what's the part that people hate about him? I mean, I can, I'll give you my personal opinion. I mean, he's definitely a salesman, and I think people generally don't like salesmen. Mm. But personally, I think he's the best promoter out there. The only issue I had is when he allowed Kel Brook to fight um, Triple G. It, so it, to me, it just seemed like a mercenary. And you could almost argue he'd done the same with Billy Joe. Even though he promotes both of them, you could see who he was re- clearly favouring throughout the whole promotion. And to be honest, I don't blame him, but considering that Billy Joe's the home fighter, you know, from the UK, you're from the UK, at least at least be neutral. <laughs> right. But you couldn't see that. But I do definitely believe that Eddie Hearn is the best promoter in the world. You know, real boxing fans appreciate Eddie Hearn. Hmm. Okay, because so I remember seeing him get booed a few times. I just didn't understand yeah. what what the problem was. With yeah, him. No, <laughs> no he, he, I think it's more. And I think also as well the fact that obviously he's coming. He's coming into matchroom on from you know his dad, so you can see that that's that spoiled rich kid that's taken over daddy's business. Oh, I didn't know oh, his father started it. Um, father, um, Barry Hearn. So he's to run matchroom with the boxing and the darts. Okay. Well, He's definitely taken matching to another level, without a doubt. And I, I definitely, I mean, you cannot deny his work rate and what he's doing with boxing around the world. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's now basically got two of the biggest boxing stars under his banner. I mean, one officially, one kind of unofficially, but we really know. Um, um, Anthony Joshua and um, Canelo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joshua, Joshua's is definitely I mean that's it's not going to be after Fury dis- dispenses of him easily but for now he's big okay well in fact we're there now you know the fight has been announced today so by the time this comes out it'll be about five five days late so it was announced on Monday um the fight will take place in Saudi Arabia on the 14th of August do you think it'll be that easy yeah <laughs> why is that because because Tyson Fury is too big too strong 
and too smart. And as long as he sits down on his punches and goes forward and does what he did against Wilder, it probably won't be as easy. It'll probably be harder than Wilder because Wilder was very, you know, one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wilder was also bigger. Um, I think I think Tyson Fury's Tyson Fury is just too big, man, and he's too smart and he's too fast. And I, too- I agree with you in terms of too smart. You know, he's definitely probably the most intelligent boxer in the heavyweight division. In terms of too big, I mean, he's taller than Anthony Joshua. I weigh bigger, but Anthony Joshua is not small. And I do think if he fights the way he fought with Deontay Wilder the second time, that would be his biggest mistake. He would actually get knocked out. Because unlike Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua's got enough fundamentals. He doesn't mind fighting on the back foot. And he can exchange. I don't think um, Tyson Fury has this at least displayed the punching power to knock out Anthony Joshua like that. Well, I I don't see how that's... I mean, Deontay Wilder's really never been hurt like that before. And, 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 and Tyson Fury, you know, smashed him, as you guys would say. Yeah, and, I, and, and yet he did, but... Deontay Wilder is a small heavyweight. He's tall, but he's very, very, you know, his weight is pretty much, you know, what the WBC would now classify as the bridge weight. <laughs> right. I, I get that. But I, I think that Tyson Fury is just too, um, he's, 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 a, he's aggressive now, how, you know, how he's being trained by Sugar Hill. He's aggressive. Yeah. But he's, he uses his height. So he keeps his distance to where, He's still going to be out of Joshua's reach. So you're talking about exchanging inside. He's gonna. He's not going to make it that easy to just exchange inside. Like he was even able to do that against uh, against Wilder, who was you know an inch or two taller than than Joshua. He was mm-hmm. able to throw the punches from the proper distance to where he really couldn't get countered. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like just coming in with the one-two, it's going to be really hard for Joshua to, to do anything about that. Um, and, and, and then he's going to, you know, he's going to lean on him like he did with Wilder. He's going to wear him out. And I, I know Joshua's a little heavier, a little stronger than, than Wilder, but he's still not going to be able to take this six foot nine, you know, monster hanging on him. It's going to wear him out. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's in trouble. I can see, like, I mean, I flip flop between who I think is going to win because I do really think it's a 50 50. Like, it's a genuine 50 50 between the two of them. Instead of, for me, Tyson Fury wins depending on the star he comes in if he comes in the you know the first Deontay Wilder fight yeah that's the only way he beats Tyson um, Deont- um AJ in my opinion that's so funny I disagree I think I think when, when you're fighting like that you know especially as a f- former fighter um mm-hmm. when you fight like that you, dra- you you expend a lot of energy constantly moving constantly Almost putting your mentality like, I'm not knocking anybody out. Let me just get through these 12 rounds, but I got to keep moving, moving, moving. It's, it's a very anxious state of mind to be in if you think about it, you but, know? But and, then if you think about it, barring one ridiculous decision by the judge, he pretty much won that fight, though. He did. He did. But, and he still might win. I'm not saying he wouldn't win that way, but, but it serves him a lot better to give his all to not give Anthony Joshua, because when you give your opponent the psychological edge where they're going to chase you around, and I've, I've been in the ring doing that where I'm just nailing people, tagging them, but you know, early when I would fight, I was kind of more of a mover. Mm-hmm. And I've been in that situation, and even though you're winning every round and you're beating the shit out of somebody, it gives them the mental edge where they're like, oh, but this person's still backing away from me. They must be scared, or they must be, you know, 
and and it and it keeps them alive when you're coming at somebody and you're just beating the will out of them and showing them that like you know i'm not running from you and you can't chase me i'm gonna keep you on the back foot it's just a different ball game and it's going to wear them out much quicker and joshua has had numerous issues with with getting gassed you know what i mean mm, i don't know if he's had numerous enough Tyson Fury's never got gassed. You know, Joshua gets gassed. And- you could argue that Tyson Fury got gassed in his last fight against, uh, no, the, in the first fight with Wilder, hence the reason why he got caught. I don't think he, no, I don't think he was tired. I think he just got hit with a punch. You know, Wilder was throwing those hard shots and Tyson Fury, he got caught, in my opinion, because he kept backing up. And because he kept giving Wilder uh, the, the, the mental kind of um, green light to like, you know, I'm running from you, so I'm scared of you, so keep coming after me. And, and you're not going to get anything back at you that's, that has any power. You're going to get all kind of off the back foot, quick, quick stinging shots. You know what I mean? Okay, when, yeah. when he sat down on his punches and started going forward and leaning on them and, and, and throwing like, I mean, you know how much different it is between throwing a punch off your back foot and sitting down and turning your hip and getting your leverage into a shot. So, I mean, I've seen it. I can't actually say I've done it myself. I'm one of those armchair fans that okay. books well, into the boxing. It's a, <laughs> Huge. Have you ever hit a bag, for example? I'm sure you have, right? Yeah, I've hit a bag. Uh, so when you hit the bag, you know, yeah. you, even you, you know yourself, when you when you plant your feet and throw, you're going to get way more power than if you're kind of backing up and and and. Agreed. And so it's that kind of it's that kind of mentality. Or but that the kind problem of with that is, I don't think he has the speed to do that against Anthony Joshua. Uh, I, don't, I disagree with that. He's he's fast, man. He's, he's fast, fast, but Anthony Joshua's faster. <laughs> you know, you know, it's one thing to be the fastest person in your class is another thing racing Usain Bolt. Yeah, I they, I don't know if he's faster. Maybe maybe they're in this in the same playing field. No way, speed. no way. Athleticism. Anthony Joshua has that to a T over um, Tyson Fury. Anthony Joshua is. I don't think he's faster. I think there's. I think they're comparable. But the problem is, I've seen Anthony Joshua get tired many times, and when he gets tired, that takes the speed off his punches, takes the power off his punches, it takes everything. So but which fights have you seen him tired many times? Because I've only seen, I can only remember two. Okay, well maybe those two. But <laughs> he's had over twenty fights. <laughs> maybe those two, but those two were against the top level opposition. You know, well, and then, one was. Well, no, Ruiz. Ruiz. I don't top care. Top level. Come on, we saw Ruiz against um, Chris Ariola. Ruiz is a good fighter. Ruiz is he's fast. A good fan, not top level. I think so. I think he's one of the top heavyweights. You can't say he's not. You know, he's in the top five. No way. I think so. I can think of five heavyweights that I'll put ahead of him. And I don't have to think about it hard. Well, the, the, you know, that could be debated, but he is a top-level heavyweight. You know, being being a world champion, only really losing once, you know, convincingly to I Josh. Mean, his career's not over. He's got a couple more losses sure. to Sure, but he looks good. He's very, to me, he's very fast. He's big. You know, I know he has his issues with his weight and his discipline and all that. But, you know... Buster he, Douglas he, was unified champion. I wouldn't put him as one of the top heavyweights in his time. Well, Let Buster look. Douglas, no. Buster Douglas, I mean, I don't think Andy Ruiz was a Buster Douglas. He know? was. He he fought once and then he, and then he lost the rematch convincingly. Well, that's, the Buster Douglas was Buster Douglas because he had had many losses He'd prove he'd shown numerous times that he's not at the top level. Ruiz has never shown that he's not the top level yet. The but one he time he hasn't shown that he is top level many times. He's only shown it once. Well, there you go. And in so, that once, it was you know, like I said, Buster Douglas. I don't think it was Buster Douglas. I, I you know, I mean, it it was. Look, he. All I'm saying is 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 Ruiz has has hasn't been fully proven, but he's also done a lot. You know what I mean? Douglas had lost many. 
I don't know if he's done a lot. He's only think about how many great victories as Andrew Ruiz had. He's only had one or two, but he's also not had even the loss to to Joshua wasn't embarrassing. You know what it I mean? It wasn't embarrassing, but you know it, wasn't, I mean? it wasn't even in the fight. And he was also way heavier. You know, there's reasons behind it. You know, the Douglas as well so he used to struggle with weight and, yeah. and motivation. But Ruiz and Ruiz might have that in him where he, he might come in and he might end up being a Buster Douglas losing. Douglas was crazy because he won the title after already kind of proving to be not a top level fighter. Ruiz was still kind of undefeated at the time, and and you know, and he went. He, wasn't, to he lost to um, Joseph Parker. Yeah, but that was apparently. I didn't see that fight, but from what I hear, it was very close, and and I, uh, Ruiz should have won that fight. From I mean, hearing. it was close, but he didn't. <laughs> it wasn't a robbery. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, there's nothing on his record to suggest that victory against Anthony Joshua was a blip. Uh, what look, other man, fight as he had that suggests he's a top level fighter? I, th- I, th- I think any, I think anybody, I think, I think he's a top level fighter. I think he's within the top five or ten heavyweights for sure. Maybe yeah, top, top ten. Five. I can give you top ten, but not top five. No way. Well, you know, it's 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 apples and oranges, I guess. It's not. <laughs> it's not it's not that big of a, of a difference, you know, cause yeah, you could say Parker's better than, but then you could argue that Parker's not cause he's lost. And, you know, they're all Ruiz though. What I'm going on is the power and the speed that he has and what he has when he's, when he's in, in, in top shape and top, you know, mental kind of fortitude. But then that's the thing. You can't go by when they're at their best. You have to go by what they do throughout their career. Because there's no point being this great, but then you don't have the motivation to be a fighter. Are you really a top level fighter if you don't have to, if you can't get motivated to go to a fight? Right. Well, time's gonna tell. You know, I don't. Th- yeah. I think it's early to. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think he's looked really good for the most part. Um, I think it's too early to judge saying that he's a Buster Douglas or a bum or whatever. Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't call him a bum. Well, yeah, not bum, but he's not yeah. a Buster Douglas. He's not. It wasn't a one fluke victory. I don't think you could say that yet. Now you might say, "I told you so." To me, in a couple of years, I'm not. That's possible. But yeah, as you of, it's coming. <laughs> as of now, yeah, I don't think it. I think it's too early to say that. And if anything, I think it's too early to say he's he's an elite fighter. It is, it is. I'm not saying elite. I just think he's in the okay. top one. Because, and I'm saying that more because there's not that many heavyweights besides the four big guys, or was it four? No, three. Besides the top three, mm-hmm. nobody else can really. Nobody else can come close to those three guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, those three are, yeah, they're definitely far ahead of everyone else. I mean, you could argue, and it's only an argument. It's not a, it's not conclusive. You could argue that Dino White's resume is better than, excuse me, Deontay Wilder's. It's an argument. I wouldn't say it's conclusive. You know, I'm happy to go either way. Hey, Sean, I'm sorry. I'm starting to see a little trend here. You're favoring British fighters. I mean, I can say the same about I'm starting to see this here. If you're putting Andy Ruiz in the top five, I can say the same thing. Because I no, I don't, I don't care that... No, it's not about where he's from. Uh, I put Anthony Joshua above Andy Ruiz. Yeah, it's, and it's I put Deontay Wilder. But ter- saying, uh, what's his face, Dillian White is the same resume as, as a Wilder is, okay. is nuts. Put it this way. Who, who, name um, Deontay Wilder's top three heavyweights that he's beaten. Name the top three? Heavyweights that Deontay Wilder's beaten. Well, you know, I don't really. I mean, you know, Ortiz. I I, I can name a couple Ortiz, and there's a uh, Fury, which I don't actually think he beat him the first fight. Anyway, but he didn't beat him, so you can't put. Him. I don't think he beat him, but um, well, technically it was a draw. But to me, I don't look at it that way. You're talking about resumes. I mean, you know, 
this guy is his resume is one of the best in, in boxing history. Even yeah, so name, name the three heavyweights. But that is that doesn't have much to do with you were talking about the resume, his record. It's the but best that's part, in the that's to me, it's not. See, we have different. We have different looks. I think, you know, you you have a different definition of of certain things. Like when we we're talking about Ruiz, I don't, I don't think by saying he's top five means that you, you know uh, that's what he is to me now. But it, only time will tell. When you talk about how resumes and and records, yeah, Deontay Wilder. I mean, you can't. You know, Dillian Dillian White. You said right. He's he doesn't come. His record and resume doesn't come close to Wilder's on paper. I don't even like Wilder, by the way. Wait, wait hold on. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, this is what I'm trying to look at objectively. If you look at objectively, you're, you'll be able to... Because the way I look at it, the way I look at who's the best, I look at what they do in the ring in terms of their style, in terms of, the, in terms of their, style, their, niche, their individual style. Then I also have to look at who have they fought and what have they done when being in the ring with them. You know, right. Who, what sort of competition are they, that they faced. Right. And right. What, um, because I hold that highly, that's why if you look at... Deon- if we break down Deontay Wilder's career... You can't name three solid heavyweights that he's beaten. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can. Maybe you can name two. But, you know, there's only two other solid heavyweights out there. And that's Fury you say that, and, and uh, Joshua. You, but you say that. I can name you three right now heavyweights that are solid at the time that they fought that Dylan White has beaten. There's probably, I can probably even stretch it to four. Who? He's beaten Povetkin. Okay. He, um, Robert Hellenius, who was Recently, top 10. 40-year-old. Okay, cool. Who I else? mean, wait, you can't even find the person that's in front of you, but he's still, which is still better than a lot of the people. Povetkin will beat 90%, 95% of the fighters that Dylan, that um, Deontay Wilder has beaten. Oh, maybe, but Povetkin, when Dylan White fought him, is not top anything. He's he's over the hill. He's old. He's top 10. Uh, he's over the hill and old. I wouldn't put him. I don't. You know. Would so you put him in the I, top ten today? So I would disagree with you with that one, and I would not count that. But keep going. Wait, wait, hold on. Would you put um, Povetkin in the top ten today? Probably. Probably, it's, but, it's, but, it's, that it's just, but that just shows how crappy the heavyweight division is. Be, besides those three. But then the thing is, the, the thing that's quite interesting about that is every single one of them has the opportunity to fight these guys. Okay. So, so I'll put Povetkin. I'll put um, Oscar Rivas. At the time, he was undefeated. I don't even know who that is. So, uh, so I gotta gotta remove that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jesus Christ, you don't know Oscar Rivas? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Well, he's top ten in the heavyweight today. I will let you know that he's top ten today. Okay. He beat. Okay. He beat Robert Hellenius. Okay. He, He was top ten at the time. All right. Well, that's not you know. So who else? Um, who else? Lucas Brown. He was top ten at the time. You know, there's there's another. So again, these are all fighters that are were good, but weren't great. Yeah, but I, but this is my thing. Not point. even great. They weren't even very good. They were just but good. This, but this is my point though. Every single one of them was top ten. Well, they fought. Didn't work. Ten? Are you talking about? ranked by the organizations no no i'm just talking like top 10 heavyweights full stop oh well that's you know so that's all subjective you know? it is but none of them but none of them you could argue were you can like you can't disagree nobody could disagree that they were top 10 at the time um, which is the main point 
I mean, I don't know, but I still don't think I, I don't think that saying that White beat Pavetkin and and Lucas Brown and it makes him better, you know, makes but, his resume better than Wilder's. Like Wilder, yeah, but you can't not, name people that are better than these guys that Wilder's beat them. Wilder knocking out uh, Stavern and knocking out Ortiz. Come on, look at look at this stuff, out, wait, Hold on, let's go back. Was is was Stavern top ten at the time they fought? I don't bear in mind he was out of the ring for like three I don't years. what he was, but but my point is while they're knocking his resume is literally one of the best in boxing headweight history. No, right? no, it, I mean it, I don't like him, by the way. I'm not, no, no, I agree, but him. but this this just confirms the bias because you're not looking at it objectively in the sense of the person that they're fighting, are they top ten at the time? When he beat when he knocked out Bermain Stavern, yes, he was a spectacular knocker, but Stavern was out of the ring for pretty much at least 18 months. I don't know if it's I know it was at least 18 months, and he was completely out of shape well the first time he fought him um he didn't knock him out but he beat him pretty easy yeah. that's what yeah. he won okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that championship from him yeah i can give you that but then how many of the so how many of these fighters and ortiz twice yeah and... beat ortiz twice ortiz is the only person i can give him nobody else is top 10 when he beat him yeah you know the the problem is i i can't have a i i can't have too much of a astute debate here because i don't really remember who he fought, you know, like when he fought them, you know what I mean? But but I do know that you got to give respect where respect is due and to say I that agree. Dylan White's rec- record is better than, than Wilder. He's just, it's just it's just not like, it, regardless of the if thing. they're top 10 or not, he's not fighting, you know, total inactive old, you know, I don't want to use the bum word, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, not, he's not doing that. So that record in any boxing, anybody who gets in the ring and can, even if he did that with, with bum, bum after bum, it's still unbelievably impressive. And it would make, in my opinion, better than Dylan White's record. But he, they weren't all bums. They were, they were, a lot of them were good fighters. You know, some were great fighters. None of them were, were. I mean, one, one was great, was a great fighter. Let's be honest. Only one is a great fighter. Ortiz, yeah. Well, yeah. And, yeah, you know, and, um, yeah, and with Fury, I mean, I never, I never really understood Wilder, and like to me, you know, he kind of reminds me of um, Jermaine Taylor. Just okay. like all they have is a one-two. Yeah. Kind of sloppy, and but for some reason you're just winning. Um, but I still think his record is 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 unbelievable. I mean, and- I li- don't get me wrong, I like Wilder, but I'm I'm, I'm very objective. I look at it and I have to break things down. I can't just throw blanket statements and just say, oh, this person's better because it's he's... not a blanket statement, in my opinion. It I'm, is, I'm, because I'm, think I'm, about I'm it. I'm saying it from experience and from knowing how hard it is um, and to have a record like that, how how outstanding and how unique and how amazing it is to have a record like that in the heavyweight division. Agreed. But that's same, where it's coming from. It's not just saying, "Yo, you knock people out, so who's the best? You know, I, I've, you know what I mean? Like, I know what it takes. Yeah, but but that's where it comes from. When we're comparing... You have to look at it from, okay, cool. Who is this person? Like, if you said, okay, because especially because you said you can't remember the people that he fought at the time, like what where they were ranked, and you know, yeah, what I don't sort of, that, right? yeah, I, and I understand that. That's a fair point. But then that brings my point, being that we can't objectively look at it if we can't remember these facts. We can just say it was a great victory. Well, you you could look at to me. I, I look at what what. So you look at wife, and he is. Overall skill, everything about him, mediocre to 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 good, right? Maybe even good. Maybe not mediocre. Maybe even a little above. Maybe he's a good fighter. Yeah. But Wilder, when you look at his skill, just just what he has in his the, the dynamite in his fists, it's 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 beyond mediocre. It's beyond good. It's it's amazing. But you just said he doesn't have anything other than a one-two. That's all he needs because look what he's doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, I 
that's all he needs. And it still stands out. Wilder stands out way more than Dylan Wythe. Just for, because of the knockouts and the people he's right. knocking out. And, and unfortunately for, for Wythe and for this argument, knockouts is, is the end game here. That's what it is. Is. It so is. He stands out more. You know, and, and, and obviously he would fight in the people that he's fought. Yeah, so that that that's why I think Wilder, you know, and, and the record again, you know, but you know, you have points. I get what you're saying. If you want to break it down like that, yeah, you know, White might White had probably stiffer competition. True, you know, but and that's the reason why I've been putting ahead of um, Andy Ruiz comfortably as well. Who White? Um, Dylan White, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Um, Maybe. For me, he's number four heavyweight in the world. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, you can argue that he just got laid out by... I mean, he, he laid him back out. And I think he was beating Povetkin before he got caught, right? Yeah, yeah. He, was, he knocked yeah. him down twice, I believe. But, you know, he got laid out. So, you know, and, and I'm not even here to debate that because I don't care. Like, I actually like wife, but, like, you know, if somebody can come back and say, we well, just got laid out, you know, what kind of... You know, um, and he's he's an older dude, right? What is he in his? What is he like thirty five now? He didn't what? Yeah, he's thirty three. Oh, well, I guess he's not that old. He looks old for some reason. Uh-huh. He has like an old man body to me. Um, no. no, his aesthetics are not what he does in the ring. I mean, he just can't be denied. Eh, you know, he's 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 good. He's he's a good fighter, and you know, um, I I look at Ruiz and I think that Ruiz's skill. Is better than Dylan White's. So I know Ruiz is on is, is not proven yet. To your point, true. Um, but you know, White has been completely unproven. White I mean, lost. He said he's unproven. He's beaten. I've just named at least five top heavyweights. He's beaten. Sure, but he's also lost all of the big. All, he's lost all the big. I mean, has he ever won a title? Well, technically, he's an interim heavyweight champion for WBC. Well, but then also on that note, he. I mean, we saw. Um, why didn't Deontay Wilder give him his shot? I don't know about years. that. I don't know about all that, but I know about what he's done. And we're talking, he hasn't won any of the, his big challenges. He's but never then won that's, but then that's, these are the things you got to look at. If you're mandatory, when have you ever heard of a mandatory challenger for three years that doesn't get their shot? I don't know about that, but I know that he's lost all, all the, he's had a few losses to the shots he did get, you know? So his career is kind of, I guess that's the difference. Wythe has kind of shown us what he has. But then and look at the people he lost to. Who did he lose to? But let me finish. He's okay, shown us what he has, and it's mediocre. Ruiz... No, it's definitely not mediocre. Eh, it's, okay. It's good, let's say. I, I wouldn't... I'll, I'll say good. I'm not going to... You're right. If he could if he could do what he did against some of those people, you're right. It's not mediocre. It's good. But Ruiz, I guess, hasn't shown what he can do yet. And you might be you might be right. He might get flattened next time he fights somebody good. But the skill that I... The skills that I see in him, if... You know, and it's a big if, if, if he can continue to be motivated and and be disciplined you know i think he's, he's somebody to he's somebody that that can cause some noise but white i think his 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 that ship has sailed at this point nah, think, no way he's not even that old he's uh, still got time i mean forgot his only two losses are against anthony joshua and, and um, povetkin hmm. i didn't even know that I, don't really I thought he lost more than that he only lost twice to those guys yeah oh okay so well, this then, is what I'm saying. You have to look at it objectively. <laughs> okay. You know what then? No, it's not even objective. I didn't know that. So it's, yes. it's uninformed. No. Okay. Well then, you know what? You're right then. Um, I think you, I would put him above Ruiz at this point. Definitely. Definitely. I, I think... But not Wilder. You're bugging out. No, no, no. No. Wilder's number three. That's not even a debate. 
I agree. I'm just but you saying, said his resume or his yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about just. I'm just looking at one point of how I how I judge fighters. So definitely overall, I'm putting Wilder above like Wilder above um Dylan White. I agree with that. You know, he's been champion for he defended his tower. I think it was nine times. I wasn't sure if he beat it. I think he beat the record or matched the record. Oh, I thought you said before that he had a better record than him or something. Yeah, just, no, just I just said he's just beaten better guy. He's got a better resume in terms of he's beaten better people, but in terms of rankings. I'll put Dylan White number three. I mean, Deontay Wilder number three. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's not that no debate whatsoever. I'm just saying you could some people some people could argue that his resume in terms of the people he's beaten is better than Deontay Wilder. That's the only thing I was saying. Yeah, I, was saying that he's, I agree. With, I I agree with that, but that doesn't yeah. always mean that he's a better fighter. Yeah, 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 no, no, of course, of course, of course. I mean, hopefully they do get on eventually. You know, especially now that Wilder actually doesn't have a belt, he's going to need someone to fight. Hopefully, but. I have a feeling he's not gonna he's not in a rush to fight Dylan White, but I will definitely love to see that fight because the press conference alone will be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well Dylan White's a bit of a is that the one who him and Joshua like broke a glass or something or yeah, I'm with um Chizora. Chizora, that was Chizora. Yeah, and then he threw a table at him. No, no, Chizora threw a table at um Dylan White. Chizora's a little crazy. Wait, wait, which one broke the glass? Like hit him with glass. So Chizora hit the glass on uh White, Dylan White, yeah, and then this so Chisora's a little, a little crazy, huh? Yeah, no, he just, yeah, Chisora is, he is, he is. Seems that way. Jesus. I mean, he's calmed down now. You know, I think the age and the wisdom is is catching up with him, but yeah. he's older. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember when he spat in the face of um, Vitali Klitschko. You know, he, I think I was just confused. <laughs> now I'm being I'm being racist to Brits. I think I was just confusing. Chizora and Dylan White. I know, I know what he looks like, but I was confusing him because I, I knew uh, Chizora is the older one and the crazier one. Yeah, yeah. I might have yeah. Okay, that's probably why. That's yeah. probably what you was thinking of all this time. Yeah, I think I was confused. <laughs> so. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, no. Chizora, Chizora is the wild one. Yeah, Chizora is the older. He's like 38, 39. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Okay. okay. Yeah, no. Dylan White. He's the guy that's that Wild has been running away from for. Very long time. Hopefully they do get on because that'd be a great fight. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome. Uh, from what I remember of White, though, he's I think he'd have a problem with somebody so tall keeping their distance and throwing those one twos. Yeah, know, no, that'd be that, that'd be good. That, yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, he'll have some issues with that. He's good at he, he uses his size well, and when he can get close to somebody and bang away with them, he, he'll mm-hmm. get advantage. But yeah, he'll have problems with 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 Wilder and AJ and um, Fury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely, no, put this way, I think with Wilder, I think the Wilder fight will just go the same way it happens in every Wilder fight, where the opposition will kind of be winning the fight, and then out of nowhere, that knockout power will just come out. Yeah. You know, that's that, that's how I see that fight going. True. Yep. But at the same time, Tyson Fury might have shown the blueprint of how to beat Deontay Wilder. If he can put sustained pressure on him, he doesn't seem to like it. Deontay Wilder's trying to like learn how to box. Have you seen some of the Instagram videos? Yeah, I've seen. He's been training with um, Malik Scott. Yeah, Malik Scott. Yeah, yeah. so that, he's got. That's his, he actually announced him as his new trainer. Yeah, so that, I, that'll, be, that'll be interesting to see. It doesn't look very fluid to me. I think it's you know he's trying, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as they say, you can't treat train an old dog new tricks. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, sometimes you can, but from what I saw, it's it's like it's looking very. Yeah, he doesn't look comfortable doing it. Doesn't look very natural for him, and you know, maybe he can pick it up. But yeah, definitely, he, definitely. 
Hopefully, hopefully, I should say, rather than definitely. Yeah. Because def- I think boxing overall benefits <laughs> by having Deontay Wilder at his best, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, ho- hopefully, um, you know, there's not a lot of men- too many mental scars taken from his first loss. But ho- and, you know, hopefully he can oh. bounce back at his best, but it still remains to be seen. He lost his mind after his first loss. <laughs> you know? I mean, he didn't help himself with a lot of the comments that he came out with. He lost his mind, and then he was like, and then, and then the pandemic hit, so it was probably a really rough patch for him on top of that. Now he just, yeah. sit, he just sit with that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like, you know, like, that must have been rough. I almost feel bad for him, but he... And, and you know, there, there's a psychology behind it, too. If, if you're knocking everybody out and then you lose, I almost understand why you can't accept it. Like, I don't yeah. know if I would accept it initially. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You know, if yeah. every person you fight, you knock out, and then finally you lose, you know, and you, it's like, no, no, there has to be something going on here because I'm invincible. I yeah. get it. So, yeah. yeah, that definitely played a part in his mind. I think so, too. I agree that. I agree that. Yeah. Well, again, pretty much it's how you bounce back from victory, from defeat. You know, yeah. many greats have been able to do the same. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. So, in this past weekend, we saw Joshua Buatzi um, return, prospect, a light heavyweight prospect, probably one of the best prospects in the world. Um, Did you see the fight? I saw clips. Is he American or is he British? British. He's British. Born in Ghana, raised. Yeah, I saw him. He's a tall guy, throws a lot of hard shots, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, no, definitely. He beat um, Daniel Blender de Santos. It was a very, very great fight, in my opinion. I mean, great from his perspective. It was great to see him back in the ring, you know, sharpening up his skills. Is that, eventually... is that the fight where he just knocked her off one punch? Yeah. And then and he then took him, punch like, him on the way down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was... Oh, and he uh... started crying afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, that that's crazy to me. I've never... And I'm not saying it's bad. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. It shows character. But I've never seen that ever seen such because the the punch didn't even look that like he fell but it didn't even look like i've seen a lot worse knockouts you know what i mean yeah and for some reason he got so concerned is it what do you know about him is he like an emotional kind of dude or um, i mean that's the first time i've seen daniel Bel- um, blender the santos in my life uh, first time, i mean i do know it was his first defeat in, for himself mm-hmm. so that might have played a part in it you know that's his first um what's the word his first knockout, you know, his first opportunity on such a stage as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe these were sort of the things that I was playing on his mind. I don't know. I mean, I haven't. He's 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 not. He's from France, so he doesn't really do many interviews here in the UK. So I really don't know what was going through his mind at the time. But I'm just speculating as to why it could have been. You know, taking your yeah. first defeat. You know, being knocked out for the first time. Your first opportunity on a relatively big stage. You know, in his yeah. mind, you probably think he's blown it. Hmm. So yeah. these are the sort of things that I'm thinking of of why it could why he was sobbing so heavily. It was, you know, he was sobbing. Very, he had to be consoled in the change room. I mean, I've seen clips on Instagram where um, Boatsy goes to see him in the change room and he's still sobbing and he's consoling him. You know, saying that you know, you keep a head up, you can come back, etc., etc., etc. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's that's a first. I think yeah. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think uh, definitely from um, Joshua Buatzi's performance. Have you seen much of Joshua Buatzi? No, I I actually have never heard of him up until this last fight. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm slowly getting into knowing a lot, like, you know, I know all of the main players, Yeah. but when it goes beyond that, you know, like, you know, like even with Dylan White, like I knew who he was, but I didn't really know, you know, um, but I'm slowly getting into that now that with, with yeah. what I'm doing, but um, no, so no, I didn't, but I like learning about these no, guys. I mean, I'm, and this is what this podcast is all about. We're here to kind of share the knowledge with our audience Definitely, if our guests are getting information that they're learning as well, you know, fantastic. And I'm here to learn as well. I'm learning. I've learned so much, you know, while doing this podcast, speaking to so many different people, getting so many different perspectives on boxing. So it's definitely um, great that we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Joshua Bratchley, he's currently 14-0 and 0 with 12 knockouts. You know, he's a very, oh. very solid light heavyweight. He's, pro- he's, um, he's actually signed to Anthony Joshua. Oh. Okay. So he's managed by Anthony Joshua. Oh, wow. And so he's basically one of his mentees. He's an Olympic silver med- no, bronze medalist at the Olympics in Rio 2016. Okay. So he's got very tools. I like him a lot. I think he's definitely one of the best from the, if not the best, um, like, current light heavyweight from the UK. He's still relatively early in his career, it, you know, with his as you can see in his fourth. He hasn't got an extensive amateur career. He's had quite a few amateur fights. You know, he's won quite a few local competitions at amateur. At amateur, sorry. How tall, how tall is he? He looked pretty tall. He's six foot. He's six foot. Oh, six foot. Just yeah, six foot on the dot. Huh. he looked taller than that for oh, some reason. One and a half, sorry, six foot one and a half. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he looks good, powerful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's very, very solid. Very, you know, he's got very, very good fundamentals. I, I like him. He's a very solid boxer. Was he a southpaw? No, no, um, he's orthodox. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so no. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I mean, how do you see the light heavyweight division as a whole? Mm. You know, there's not much going on there. You know, when, when Kovalev, I guess he's retired, or if he's not, he should be. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's not much going on, but, you know, you're going to have guys like Berlanga, and, and, and these guys are going to be light heavyweight at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Allo even can fight there. I don't know if he wants to, but um, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a boring division. Do you think so? I think he's actually one of the most um, dangerous, at least, in terms of if you're listing the killers that are out there, let me hear. Let me hear the top five. Okay, so number one is def. I'm get. I'm just loading up the list. And number one is definitely Baterbiev. Baterbiev. Okay, th- right. Him. True. Number two is Dmitry Biv. Okay, never heard of him. Number three, Joe Smith Jr. He's a light heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a 68 pounder. No, no light heavyweight. He's he's yeah. good. Long Island guy from Red Red. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, we've got John Pascal. Pascal, he's, he's the still... um, WBA champ, well WBA regular. He's, he's fighting. He's actually fighting Badu Jack next on the um, Logan Paul Mayweather undercard. Pascal, he's older, right? Yeah, yeah, he's old. He's old, he's, but still he's still a solid. He's a solid competitor. I mean, to be fair, in my opinion, humble opinion, I think Badu Jack won that fight, but because mm-hmm. where where he actually won the title, so he mm-hmm. fought um, Badu Jack for the title and he won. But in my opinion, Buddy Jack won that fight. But hey, it's okay. what it is. Um, Marcus Brown is there. Okay. Um, Eleder Alvarez. So he beat um Kovalev, but then yes, Kovalev right, the guy who knocked out Kovalev, and then Kovalev beat him in the rematch or something. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, eh, you know, it's uh, it's you, you know who I loved, man, and he and he, thank God, he ended up surviving was Adonis Stevenson. Oh I, yes, yes. I mean, I didn't mention him, but obviously, he, I think he's retired now. Hopefully, he is. oh, he can't come back after that brain injury. Yeah, I, never allowed to box again. Yeah, no, no, I loved him. I loved him. I just wish he fought um, Kovalev. I know, man, that was a fight <laughs> at the peaks because he was knocking. Every, I mean, that guy was no joke, Stephen. He was yeah, old. He wasn't. Yeah, he beat Tony Bellew. I remember seeing that fight years ago. Oh yeah, is Bellew still fighting? No, Bellew's retired. He was. Uh, was he light heavy or was he cruiser? So he started at light heavyweight, then he moved up to cruiserweight. Mm. And then they really loved. Who did he knock somebody out that I didn't like? And I loved David him. Hay. Yes, David I Hay. don't. Did you like David Hay? I wasn't a massive fan of him. I did in the beginning when he first like when he was doing stuff at Cruiserweight. The stuff I um, when the stuff he did with the Klitschko's, I didn't really like it. But I was like, you know, I can forgive him because he's trying to sell the fight. But then when he lost and he started talking about the toe, I was like, oh come on, man. Talking about what? When he said um he said that he'd lost the fight against um Klitschko because he broke his toe and then he came to the press conference wearing sandals so everybody can see his toe that was broken. Oh, and it's like I mean he, he I don't know he I I, I thought he was va- highly overrated like from what I saw of him he was good but he wasn't like I didn't really get it at cruiserweight I think he was the truth he was amazing at heavyweight yeah. not so I, I think he was, I mean yes he had great power but I just don't think he was big enough to really challenge the big heavyweight. Yeah. I mean, I say that he did beat. Um, oh man, I can't remember that guy's name. That massive giant, that seven foot guy. Um, he that, beat. That, he beat. Yeah, the, the guy that beat Evander Holyfield. Yeah, Russian guy. Uh, uh, can't remember the name, but I can uh, see his face. Not In Kovalev. That... Oh, let me get uh, something like that. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I see his face too. What the hell's his name? Valuev. Valuev. I knew it was yeah. a value. Valuev. Yeah, Nikolai Valuev. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big guy. Yeah, no, he was massive. So he beat him. But other than that, he hasn't really... I mean, he beat... Yes, he beat Audi Harrison. He beat Derek Chisora. Convin- and these are guys he beat convincingly at, at heavyweight. Beat John Ruiz at heavyweight. Hmm. But then when he... Then he then we had some two... I don't want to call them bums, but two interesting fights he had on his return. Then he lost the two fights to um, Tony Bellew at heavyweight. Where his body just basically broke down. Yeah, Bella was in the last Rocky movie, right? Or Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like him. Um, he's he's a little crazy, right? Um, he talks a lot. I won't say. Um, I mean, to be fair, I think every every boxer is crazy, to be honest. So <laughs> I, I have to extend it, but he wasn't really that controversial. He wasn't controversial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, so the light heavyweight division is, I mean, I, so I guess I still kind of think it's kind of light. You got, you're really the only real s- star, the potential is uh, the Bitter Beer guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's like, he's light years above anyone else. Dimitri Bivol's a very good fighter. He's got a very extensive amateur career, 18 and 0. He's the WBA super champion. He's a, he's a good fighter. I don't think he, I don't think he beats Baterbiev because Baterbiev is just a monster. However, I do think. Everyone else he beats. He beat Joe Smith Jr. Yeah. Um, he, ha- he hasn't really fought anyone else in- at this division. There's also the guy that knocked out... Um, that knocked out Adonis Stevenson. But he's not re- he's not ranked in the top 10. But he, has, cause he, hasn't, he hasn't fought since he lost his title to Baterbiev. Did, did, did Baterbiev knock him out? Oh, bad. 
I mean, it was a it was a competitive fight. He was in the fight for a very long time, but he got caught. He, he just got he got broken down. Yeah, but he's a very solid. What's his name? He trains with um, oh the, the two other Ukrainians, Lomachenko and Usyk. I hate Lomachenko. Don't say that. You can't say that on this podcast. That's oh. my hero. Is it really? I love him. I love Lomachenko. Oh. Well, I apologize. No disrespect <laughs> to you, but I, I shouldn't say I hate him. It's not his fault. I hated how the media, what they, how they put him up so high so early. It drove me crazy. I mean, you've probably heard me say this before. It drove me crazy. Um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, really enjoyed. Rightfully so, in my opinion, because he's, he's just that amazing. Yeah, well, nah, I guess not, because uh, Tia <laughs> took him to school. I mean, I, ha- I have my theories on that, but nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless. No, to be fair, I have no issue with Teofimo winning that fight. I agree he won the fight. Like, when... Because the way I, I scored it, I scored it as a draw. But whenever I one of my favourite fighters is fighting, if it's a draw, I really mean they lost. You scored so, that a draw? Yeah, but that's that's me admitting that there was bias from my side. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, but definitely, Teof- no, I agree Teofimo won that fight, to be fair. My my main theory is that I just think he hasn't been the same since he fought Linares. No. Since he fought Linares, he's been carrying a show with the injury. And I think it's been plaguing him since, and he keeps fighting. He has been he got away with it against Luke Campbell and Pedraza. But when you're fighting someone bigger and skilled as Teofimo, it can only take you so far if you're not at your best. Yeah, and you know, the, the truth in boxing is everybody loses except Mayweather and Rocky Marciano. But, you know, yeah. Rocky Marciano could have lost a couple. Mayweather really, I mean, you know, Maidana came close, but for the most part, he never really came close to losing Castillo, they think. Some people say the first Castillo fight, but mm-hmm. he never lost. And that's what makes him so amazing because yeah. every fighter loses. Every fighter has an off night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, every one. So it's like, and that's just, that's what sucks about being a fan because eventually, like, I was the biggest Roy Jones fan. I still am. Yeah. So you can imagine how I felt when... You know, he lost, and and then not only just the one loss, he just kept over and over again losing. Yeah, it was crushing. You know, and then of course, you know, it's there's excuses and and there's reasons for it, and you know, and I look at it like the 14 years before he lost, he was the most. I mean, 14 years of being, you know, because when he lost, he was 34, and and that was an old 34 because this was this was before, mm-hmm. you know, Hop, Hopkins made it cool to be at 40. You know what I mean? It was like yes, it was, yeah, yeah. And he turned was fighting at seven years old, so it's like a long career, you know. So that's why I think, you know. Um, but either way, yeah, everybody loses, and it and it sucks. It yeah. sucks if you're a fan, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that, no, I agree hundred percent. And I think um, with Lomachenko, it's just case. I mean, to be fair, he excuses why he lost. I think it's his fans that did it on his behalf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I definitely just... Ha- I understand why for a lot of people would be annoying how he was ranked. He was rushed, quote-unquote, so quickly. He but was. I think we've, because he'd done so much in his amateur career, winning the two gold medals, and, you know, he did have that competition before he's actually started his pro career. Some people say it's a pro competition. Some people say it's not. So you could take... competition? Uh, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Let me grab it, pull it up. Um, it is called the World Series of Boxing. What was that? Was it pro fights? 
So, well, it was six fights in a tournament. Some say it should be counted as a professional fight. Some say it wasn't. Um, yeah. But I don't. I don't mean. I, I didn't see. I just. I just remember reading about it. Hmm. So, shit. But I mean, he's not someone that's going to argue for or against it. He's just going to go out there and do his job. To be fair, right. So, um, yes, he got his. You know, I think it was his first. No, his second fight. He fought for a world title. He lost it against Orlando Salido, and then his world title, which he won, and against um, Gary Russell Jr. And hmm. so. If you're fighting Gary Russell Jr. in your third professional fight, quote unquote, and you know you're winning, it shows that you should be up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, still <laughs> putting them, you know, top pound for pound at that point was just insane. Seven. No, I don't think it should be in pound for pound then. Oh, but, it was crazy. you know, it was, after uh, Max, Max Kellerman would go on and just would like just like Jesus would just. Like, <laughs> Dope all over this guy it drove me nuts. <laughs> but then when you're seeing the sort of stuff he was doing in the ring, it was for me at least jaw dropping. I was like, whoa. You know, I don't. I think Roy Jones was jaw dropping. No, think... no, I agree. I mean, Roy Jones, but I, one doesn't have to negate the other. Roy Jones is definitely up there. Well, I think. I mean, I didn't find. I, I found Lomachenko good, but I didn't find. Like, I just didn't get it, and I had nothing against him particularly. You know, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually my father's. Families from the Ukraine, so like that's even like part of my heritage. But yeah, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't really see what the he's good, but Jesus, like, relax, everybody's not that good, you know, not yet at least. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, I like, I, I, I no, nah, he was, he, he was that good. I, I remember his fight against Jason Sosa. Jesus Christ, that was just poetry in motion. He's like, uh, he kind of did what Pacquiao does. He a lot of angles. Pacquiao does the same thing, but Pacquiao just knocks people out and was and was probably faster. Yeah, you know? But, you know, he made he made three guys retire on the stool. Pacquiao beat the row. crap out of so like Pacquiao was way like Pacquiao to me was and I didn't like him really much. But after seeing what he did, like I remember after he beat Margarito, I was like, okay, this is just yeah. he's just demolishing these guys who are just naturally bigger. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and, and crazy. And he would do. He kind of reminded me a lot of Lomachenko. They both were southpaws. They both. The angles, the footwork was was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, just Pacquiao seemed like he had more power. And don't get me wrong, I love Pacquiao as well. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Pacquiao. I love Pacquiao. Yeah, I just yeah, think he's... this Shomachenko is amazing. But yeah, um, quickly we'll move on to the fight this weekend. Okay. The unification battle between Joe, Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez for mm. all the gold, every single one of them. How do you see this fight going? Well, what what weight are they? Um, light welterweight. And they're fighting for all all four. Yeah. So Josh Taylor has two. Ramirez has two. So um, Ramirez has the WBC and the WBA. WBO. Josh Taylor has the WBA and the IBF. Well, I, I in in all transparency, just before I got on with you, I looked those both those guys up. I had heard of them, but I'd never seen them fight. I barely knew who they were. So I saw brief clips. So this is my brief, um, you know, educated kind of guessing mm-hmm. slash research. Um, Ramirez, uh, Jose Ramirez, was it? Yep. He looks like he probably has the edge because he's a lot more aggressive. Whereas Taylor, who's Scottish, right? Yeah. He looks like he fights off 
uh, he's more of a, a counter puncher and all fights off the back of his foot and moves around a lot. And, you know, my theory is generally it's harder. Usually, usually there's always exceptions, but it's harder for guys like that to win. Um, mm-hmm. especially if the person coming forward has the power and has, you know, Ramirez looks like he has the power advantage on him. Yeah. And the aggression. So I think Ramirez is going to, um, is going to beat him by just being aggressive. I see that. However, and this is a massive however, um, proved in his fight against Regis Progre, which was an awesome... If you haven't seen that fight, go watch that fight. You'll be okay. thoroughly yeah. entertained. He was definitely up there for fight of the year candidate in 2019. Okay. He proved that dogging him in coming forward and really scrapping as in... At the end of the fight, you know, you could tell... You, you, you could just look at their face and you'll see that two guys have been in a fight. And Josh yeah. Taylor really... You know, I think Josh Taylor is the more skilled fighter out of the two, but he also proved he has that dog in him in terms of let's go, let's go. You know, he can really, really scrap it out. Yeah. Hence the reason why I'm giving it to Josh Taylor because mm. I just think he's just such a, you know, he's definitely up there pound for pound in the UK fighters. If he wins this fight, he definitely has to be thrown into the top 10 pound for pound. You know, just be, the fact he's beaten so many, you know, the, the talent that he's beaten in his division as well as, you know. Who's he, who's he beaten? So um so he won the um World Boxing Super Series. Along the way he beat Regis Progre, um Ivan Branchik. Um he also beat Victor Postol already. Ryan Martin was a prospect, but he was a you know very good prospect. He's beaten O'Hara Davis early in his career as well. Okay. I've never heard of any of those people. I'm I'm awful. Don't um, let Hayden hear you say you haven't heard of Regis Progre. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of Hayden's guys Regis Prograde okay um, I mean anybody who's undisputed should definitely be in the top I agree mm-hmm. yes off that alone I mean to be fair at the lower weight class most guys are not really known unless you're no no like even in my opinion number one well is he's, he, for me he's my number one pound for pound only because Canelo has too many question marks around the drugs. When oh. um, Bud Crawford was junior welterweight, he wasn't very much known. He's only kind of getting much more traction now as a welterweight. So yeah. I definitely see the point in that. You, you know, have him number people... one, Crawford? Yeah, I have him number Only because um, there's too many um, question marks around. Can I... I would I would put Errol Spence above him only because he has a better resume. He's beaten better fighters. Than Crawford. Crawford is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He hasn't had the same level of competition. That's why it's, I would say Spence. I definitely think Errol Spence has beaten better guys. The only thing I would say is Errol Spence, three weight world champion, and he was undisputed in one of them. And PBC are hugging all the, the all the world weights and not allowing him to fight anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. I but yeah, I mean, kind of. You gotta feel like you gotta go by. The resume, right? And Errol Spence's resume is definitely one of the best. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm not going to, you know, fight. I can't fight that at all in terms of his resume. I just think having done it in three weight classes as well is is the reason why I'm leaning more towards doing it in three weight classes and becoming undisputed in one of them is the reason I'm leaning towards Bud. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Everybody has their opinion. I, yeah. I, I would go with I would go with Canelo one unless 
you know, whatever, mm-hmm. possibly, possibly not. And then, God, who would be number? I, you know, do you put Fury above Spence? It's maybe, weird because maybe you do. It, the thing about Fury, you can't say he's beaten many guys. I mean, he's. No. I think he's without a doubt the best heavyweight currently. You could probably say the best heavyweight since Lennox Lewis. You could argue, maybe, maybe. I'm not going to say it's not. Uh, yeah, he hasn't proven himself yet. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, his record is just too top heavy in the sense of he's beaten Deontay Wilder, he's beaten Klitschko, but then the drop off between that and his next great level victory is too far apart. Right, and and but there's also yeah, that's a good point. So it's hard to say. Spence has definitely beaten better guys. Yeah. But- Who'd Spence beat? He beat Garcia. He's beat both Garcia. Porter. Um, Sean Porter. And Garcia. Those are the only real big ones, right? Or am I missing something? He beat Sean Porter. Yeah, Porter and Garcia. Isn't that it? You could argue, um, well, Kelbrook was IBF champion at the time. He, he went to his home territory. To oh, him. yeah. Kelbrook was a great fighter, actually. Yeah. A yeah. lot of power, a lot of speed. He just kept fighting these bigger guys, and I think it just took a lot out of him, losing yeah. to Canelo and these other guys. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, if you want, you can throw in Lamont Peterson, but I wouldn't. But something. yeah, okay. So that that that's a couple more than than Fury. Fury only be two. Yeah, Wilder and, and Klitschko. So yeah, but yeah, but I mean, he was the first to be Klitschko after Klitschko hadn't lost in like what was it? Yeah, for close to ten years. It was like ten or eleven years. Yeah, it was it was yeah. nearing Holmes's record. I don't think he beat Holmes's record, but it was close to it. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I'll definitely, that's the reason why I put Tyson Fury as number one heavyweight. Like, there's so many arguments and debates, beautiful arguments and debates here in the UK about who is the number one heavyweight. And it's, you know, you can see... And how do you argue, how do you argue over Fury? How can you possibly do that? Um, AJ's got, he's got a better resume in the terms of he's beaten much more higher quality opponents. Than um, Tyson Fury. Yeah, but he's lost. And he's looked bad. Battles. Yeah. Um... Anthony Joshua has, and you know he's got the, the one loss in his records. He beat the, he beat him back. And he looked almost like he quit in that fight. It was weird. He just didn't want to get up. He was just, yeah. Mentally, you know. Yeah, I mean, definitely something was wrong. We, do, I mean, it hasn't come out what was wrong, but there was definitely something wrong. He didn't look himself in that fight. He didn't want to be there. Yeah, he did not want to be there. He didn't well, after he he had this weird thing, like he almost looked like his muscles were too heavy for him. And after he threw a couple punches, he just looked exhausted from all the muscles. It was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean someone threw in a great, great point that I was, you know, when if you think about it, when he was preparing for his fight, he was preparing to fight a massive baby miller. You know, big, mm. big baby miller. But then, obviously, when with the change of opponent, and I guess this is where Eddie Hearn's lack of experience kind of kicked in as well. And it says of the person that he changed, he trained to the coming in fighting Andy Ruiz at last minute meant that he wasn't in the right condition to fight that fight. So well, if you look at why the, not? If you think about it, because Baby Miller and Ruiz are both kind of chubby, fast punching guys. The, but the difference being, Baby Miller is massive. So I understood why AJ had to bulk up for that. Whereas if you look at the way he came in to fight Andrew Ruiz, his body shape was completely... He came in much, much lighter. The second fight, you mean? Yeah, yeah, for the second fight. Oh, yeah, no, the first fight, I'm saying, like, they were both... Him and Miller and Ruiz are probably about the same. They're probably both about 300 pounds. Yeah, but the difference is, if he had four... 
had a proper training camp for Andy Ruiz, he probably would have come in with a different game plan and a completely different body. He wouldn't have come in as big as he did. But because, obviously, the, la- the late change of appointment with what, three weeks to go, it was impossible for him to change his body to be what he would have. Right. So he didn't have the right game plan. Okay. That's fair. So, um, but if you, oh, no, he's also beaten Joseph Parker. He beat Klitschko. These are the higher levels. I mean, the, the, a couple of tiers below that, you could throw in, you know, Charles Martin, who was a champion at the time, Dominic Brazil, Carlos Takum, mm. Alexander Povetkin. You know, he's got a much heavier... All these fighters are better than the people that Tyson Fury has beaten below um, Wilder and Klitschko. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he definitely... He probably... Yeah, he does have a better resume, but, you know... Unfortunately, it's about winning, losing, and you know, and Fury just looks like he's getting better and better. And, yeah, and yeah. he is he is untested, but you know, also that, that that's the great part. That's why them fighting is going to be great. One hundred percent. Fourteenth of August. I'm definitely looking forward to it, to that. The world would literally stop when this fight happens. Everybody, it's gonna be, yeah, and I mean, it's going to be big even here, but over there with you guys, it's going to be oh, way yeah, way it's, bigger. It's just a shame that COVID happened that we can't have it at full Wembley Stadium. Oh, you still can't do that? I mean, it's too soon. 90,000 in the stadium now. <laughs> Even by August. It's a bit few. It's yeah. A bit, yeah. How many people they, could fit in the Saudi Arabia stadium? I mean, so just this weekend gone, we had the FA Cup final football, or you guys call it soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, national competition. So usually that's usually full, 90,000 or 84. Yeah, 90,000 every year. But this, this weekend, it was 20,000 that was allowed inside. This isn't Wembley. This is at Wembley, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I get it. Um, I wonder how many that. I wonder what the restrictions are in Saudi Arabia. Probably none. They could probably fill it. Yeah, but I it won't be in gonna, England. I, yeah, I, I, but... yeah, I don't think it's going to be as big as ninety thousand. I think it's probably my get. I'm, I'm I'm just speculating, so I have no, no, no. This is this is even an un, uneducated guess, but I don't think right. it'll be as much as ninety thousand. I'm thinking that most. Between thirty to fifty thousand, but that's just a completely wild, out of the dark guess. So, right, don't, yeah. don't take that as gospel. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Well, either way, it'll be fun to watch. That's definitely what I'm watching. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, um, we're looking forward to that, guys. And here comes to the end of this show. You know, um, Marco, I really, really appreciate having you on. You have been a massive, you know, in- massive input into this conversation. Before we do go, is there anything you want to plug? I know you've got your podcast. Sure, yeah. Uh, the Champ and the Chump podcast. It's uh, online, champandchump.com. And you can see or you can watch or listen to all of our episodes. Um, and you can also, you know, that's that's the best place to go. Go to championchump.com and you can also get our social. And I'll throw the social out there. It's uh, Champ Chump Pod. But uh, at champ chump pod but go to championchump.com and that's where you can kind of grab everything and nice and simple one site and yeah so we have episodes um every week and we're releasing sort of release bonus bonus content we're filming or we're actually recording episode tonight on instagram live with uh an actor named frank grillo fantastic um, you, you had the great champion um yesterday of course his name gone out ahead Jesus. Zab Judah. Zab Judah, yes. That, that was a great conversation. Thanks, go, yeah. Go check that out on his on the Instagram. 
Unfortunately, it did cut out with um, Zab driving through the mountains, but definitely yeah. great conversation, guys. I do employ you to go check out some great stories, you know, great education with that. You know, you know. again, I just want to thank you, you know, for coming on, on this episode. It is a yeah. massive privilege. You know, the audience, they're happy to, they're happy to have, have you home as well. If you hear the round of applause. Oh, thank you, guys. And I appreciate you uh, schooling me a little on the on some of the, the, the stuff I was I was in un, uneducated uneducated I don't know whatever <laughs> whatever the word is no Our... we're all here to learn together at the end of the day you know I definitely learned a bit in this conversation as well so mm-hmm. you know we're more than happy to have you on and, and to you guys the listening I hope you've learned a thing by this I hope you've you know been entertained by this as well but have until next time have a great time and God bless <laughs>